faithwire.com. Hello and welcome to 4 and 3, a podcast breaking down four of the most important stories of the day and three things you need to know about them all from a Christian perspective. Today's Friday, June 18th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros and coming up on the podcast today are 15-week-old babies in the womb human beings. Nancy Pelosi isn't so sure about that. And a Christian theologian responds to CRT saying it's a demonic ideology. Chris Pratt surprises troops and continues to survive attempts to cancel him. And Matthew West, the Christian singer, has a hilarious video uh, trying to teach modesty to his two young daughters. We'll have those stories and more uh, coming up on this episode of the 4 in 3 podcast uh, with Trey Gons Phillips. Normally, he is out on vacation this week. He'll be back next week, so we will welcome him in back into the fray. Uh, he's probably had a blissful time not paying attention to all the crazy news going on, uh, but we will have to rip him out of that wonderful little uh, break he's having now and get him back to reality here very soon. Right now, we are going to dive into story number one with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, getting asked what seemed to be a simple question, whether a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being or not. The question was uh, regarding the upcoming Supreme Court review of a Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The high court's expected to hear this case uh, in the fall. And here's how Pelosi responded uh, to CNS reporter Julia Johnson and her question. The Supreme Court this fall will review a Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Is an unborn baby at 15 weeks a human being? Let me just say that I'm a big supporter of Roe v. Wade. Uh, I am a mother of five children in six years. I think I have some standing on this issue as to respecting a woman's right to choose. Is it a human being? Yes. So the reporter tried to follow up again, and that didn't work out. She just ignored the question and moved on. So when asked if a baby at 15 weeks in the womb is a human being, Nancy Pelosi's response was to say, I'm a big fan of Roe v. Wade. Interesting answer coming from uh, Pelosi, who professes to be a Catholic, and Catholics profess to be anti-abortion. So the Mississippi case that uh, is brought up this question in the first place doesn't directly challenge the legal right to an abortion, but it could lay the groundwork for more restrictions. And if Roe v. Wade is ever overturned in some way, abortion uh, would then become a state issue. Uh, With more conservative Supreme Court justices now in the court, Pro-life advocates are hopeful uh, that the nation will get a step closer to kind of overturning Roe v. Wade. And uh, Mallory Quigley of the Susan B. Anthony List explained, ultimately the hope is that the Supreme Court will take the handcuffs off the states and allow them to pass laws that reflect the values of the people that live there. Only one abortion clinic remains operational in Mississippi, and that owner said procedures are performed up to 16 weeks gestation so why why does it matter this one i mean we all know the left right uh what are they saying on this issue uh we know where the left and the right generally stand on the issue of abortion uh why does it matter well it matters because we have a chance here to actually go after and save the lives of unborn humans and it's unconscionable what's happened in the last half a century nearly uh since roe v wade was passed the stomping out of human life in the womb, the most the most vulnerable 
in society. And we should not be okay with this in any way, uh, shape, or form. Um, when we make exceptions for it, when we just limit it, um, that's just another way of being pro-choice. Life is life, and it should be valued. And so the science is on the side of that being a life in the womb. We have more technology that can see and hear a baby's heartbeat, 3D ultrasounds where you can see the hands, the arms, um, all the body parts being formed. It's undeniable that that's a human being in there. And it's really one of the great tragedies uh, of our generation, of our last 150 to 100 years of conducting abortions uh, that we've allowed this to happen. Uh, you wonder how eyes have been pulled shut on this and just got to pray that they're open. America is actually one of the more radically pro-abortion countries in the entire world, uh, up there with China and a couple of other nations who um, really were not normally on par with on these sorts of things. So for some reason, this issue and this sin has been allowed to continue. Uh, and so we're going to have to just keep praying for it to, uh, to stop. Let's head into uh, story number two. Christian theologian Dr. Vody Bauckham Jr. has been studying critical theory long before it became a household name in recent months, and he doesn't mince words when giving his thoughts on the subject. He works now primarily in Zambia as Dean of Theology at African Christian University, and Bauckham has a unique perspective when he comes back to the States. He comes back a couple times a year, and in a recent interview over at the Daily Wire, to promote his new book, Fault Lines, Bauckham said that being removed uh, from day-to-day American culture gives him a wider view of it when he comes back. And uh, he said, it's always interesting to be an expat looking back into the U.S. He said, each time I come back, you can sense the temperature change around flashpoint issues such as social justice and critical race theory, intersectionality and anti-racism. I think that's one of the reasons that I just became so keenly aware and so passionate about writing this book, Fault Lines, uh, because it was really noticeable to me that things were shifting quickly and deteriorating quickly. And I'm watching families be divided, he said. Churches divided, institutions and schools and denominations be divided over this thing. Being an expat, coming back and seeing that was just alarming to me. Uh, He also said in his book, he describes it, uh, critical race theory, as a, quote, demonic ideology, end quote, and a, quote, religion without grace. Buckham says the social justice movement, um, he says it's built um, uh, on that demonic ideology because it has its origins from Karl Marx, Antonio Gramsci, and neo-Marxist successors uh, in something called the Frankfurt School, which he explains the history of that in his book. He further explains that many Christians are caught up in supporting social justice because, quote, what Christian doesn't want to be for justice? What Christian does not want to empathize with people if they're oppressed? So he said he thinks there's a sinister aspect to the religious nature of this movement that it's leading people astray. Um, Trey and I have talked at at length on this podcast, you know, left and right. What's the left saying? What's the right saying? The left is trying to push these anti-racism things. Now the argument is going that people opposing critical race theory just don't know what it means and that's one of the charges that Vody gave uh, in this interview to get informed uh, not just his book but other books on the subject read what they're saying what critical race theory proponents define it themselves as Ibram Kendi and others um, 
and get informed and fight back. So um, why does it matter? Well, it matters because as we've seen, this issue is, as he said, very much dividing people. Uh, people who otherwise probably agree and see things very similarly. Um, most people would agree that we're all made in the image of God. We're worthy of being treated equally, that you shouldn't show favorability or partiality uh, to, to one group or one type of person over another, especially based on how they look. Yet that very criteria is being used to pit each other against one another. And um, you know people sort of are picking sides. And that's been a common thing to do now with social media. Pick your tribe and just stick with it. So um, we have to put emotion aside and really evaluate the arguments being put forth. And you know, as Christians, and we have to do the same thing. You can't just dismiss uh, someone what they're saying. You should listen to them and hear out their argument and argue it on the merits, discuss it on the merits, and and let's trust that um, nothing's going to prevail against the church, as uh, Dr. Balkum often says. Uh, the gates of hell won't prevail uh, against God's purpose and God's plan. So we can trust that, but yet still do our best to relay uh, God's truth uh, in these situations. So Let's head on over to story number three. We got a couple of positive stories to um, take you to the weekend on. Chris Pratt, um, the A-list actor who's been open about his faith in recent years. We've covered him on Faithwire and CBN many times uh, with some pretty bold statements at things like award shows and things of that nature. So uh, he's been open about his faith. He offered a nice surprise ahead of Father's Day to some of his fans who are serving overseas for active duty service uh, men there who are um, fathers, so ahead of Father's Day, uh, gave them early access uh, to Pratt's latest movie, The Tomorrow War. You may have seen previews of that popping around on your um, on TV or, or on social media. You've seen the ads for them there. Um, and the families that they picked, there are four of them, uh, stateside, their families here at home, will be treated to a really nice meal. They're going to get an exclusive preview and screening of the movie and the soldiers who are overseas will get to see that movie uh, early. Um, and But he did joke that you're still going to have to eat the same old stuff. And he said that during a conference Zoom call that he had with these soldiers and their families. So he went on to thank each of them for their sacrifices. He said, I understand that the life I live inside of a bubble of protection that you provide for me. Uh, and so he said, you know, just know that I do not take it for granted. I'm living my dream and I know you're making it possible, so thank you. And then some of the soldiers responded saying, thank you for supporting the troops and our families. Um, and this shouldn't really come as a surprise to anybody who knows Pratt. Pratt comes from a family steeped in armed service with several of his loved ones having spent considerable time in the military. On a recent Veterans Day, in fact, he wrote about his older brother, Cully, um, that he said, I always wanted to be exactly like him. He's a good big brother. Uh, he's always led with love. You know, growing up, we wrestled for hours every day and smashed every bit of furniture in the house, but never actually fought. He taught me everything. He put up with me. Uh, my, incess my incessant hyperactivity and forced his friends to do the same. Um, and, of course, Cully, who he, he did serve in the military, and now he's a sheriff's deputy now. Um, and so, of course, um, Pratt has a special connection there. So, uh, And we've seen over the past few months the negative attacks from from cancel culture type warriors have come at Pratt most recently when people on Twitter were were calling him out for being a quote conservative Trumper and a quote Bible pusher and uh, when his church attendance uh, came under scrutiny that's what they were they were saying that he was an anti-LGBT church etc etc 
and that criticism uh, caused his fellow actors to sort of leap to his defense. Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, uh, Zoe Saldana, Jeremy Renner, all stepped forward to speak out against this criticism. And Downey Jr. particularly stood up and wrote that um, uh, he, he defended Pratt by referring to the Bible passage where Jesus defends a woman who was brought to be stoned to death. And he said, what a world the sinless are casting stones at my brother, Chris Pratt. So um, why does it matter? Well, it matters because, I mean, it seems like we're regressing to a place where, you know, oppressors, um, you know, it are, they already include police, but it seems like we're regressing to a place where they're already going to, you know, it's going to include a military eventually. Um, and we can't sit back and allow what's happened, you know, back in Vietnam when soldiers are getting spit on, disrespected. It's happening to police now. They're getting disrespected. Cancel the police. Ab- abolish the police. Pigs. Fry them, fry them like bacon, et cetera, et cetera. We, we can't allow it to happen to police. Um, and, and we can't allow that to happen with our troops either. These people are putting their lives on the line every single day. Um, and so we should be thanking them, of course, when someone makes a mistake, that's their huge communities. People are going to do bad things within those communities. Call that out. But in general, these people are serving, and we should uh, support that. So, uh, so good job, good on Chris Pratt there for um, doing something nice for some soldiers ahead of uh, Father's Day. When a lot of people honestly have forgotten about him, the, soldier, the war is not raging, but yet they're still over there, uh, many of them. So, uh, good for him for remembering them and doing something nice. So, story number four. Uh, In an Instagram world, teaching daughters the value of modesty can be quite challenging. And Christian singer Matthew West has taken a unique approach to the issue with what he calls a lighthearted song on a, quote, age-old struggle. And so he took to Facebook uh, today and he posted the music video for his song, Modest is Hottest, uh, which he says is his ridiculously silly way of reminding his daughters that their appearance doesn't define them uh the video for modest is hottest begins with west two daughters on the couch fixated on their cell phones and as it progresses west is trying to convince his daughters that being modest is the coolest fashion style he says modest is hottest the latest fashion trend is a little more amish and a little less kardashian so here's a clip of this song So a little dig at Cardi B there, uh, and he did, he did put in a qualifier after that. Go go over to his Facebook page or faithwire.com. You can check out and see the rest of that song. But hey, it's a culture pushing extreme pr- provocative clothing. So good for Matthew West for putting himself out there and uh, having a little fun and bringing uh, attention to a serious issue. So God bless. Have a great weekend, everybody. Head on over to faithwire.com, cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you on Monday.